Hi, welcome to another episode of 90 Thoughts, the 90 Day Fiance podcast, hosted by yours truly, Dylan, and my mom. Why don't you say hi, mom? Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Yeah, we're super excited to dive into another week of 90 Day Fiance. Um, but in the meantime, before we do, mom, how's your week been? I know we had Mother's Day this past uh, Sunday. How did that go for you? It was amazing. Thank you so much to you and your brother for that wonderful Mother's Day cameo from David, <laughs> my favorite couple. And what a surprise Varya gave me a Mother's Day cameo from you and Cody. That was amazing. Oh, well, I'm super glad that you liked it. I just want to point out this was not a setup. I did not ask that question. So everyone knows how much I you know, care about celebrating your Mother's Day. That's just I'm glad you happen to share. Um, but OK, so, you know, the week's going well. We're still, you know, bunkered down. We're, we're in quarantine. We're, we're moving along as best we could. We got a nice little distraction with 90 Day Fiance, or at least uh, before the 90 days, we should say. And uh, let's dive in. I think I really want to start this week in this podcast episode with um, really like a moment that really like made me want to slam on the table and be like, heck yes. It's something that was really pleasantly surprising to me. Um, you know, it's interesting with this show, we've had so many characters and so many cast members from so many different backgrounds, different uh, levels of poverty or wealth or different countries and societies and things like this, different cultures all getting mixed into one. It's one of the reasons that makes this show so great. Um, but I don't know if we've ever had a character or a cast member that really has come from an as impoverished life as Rose. You know, you see that she's sleeping on the ground with water raining on her, on her face when it's, when it rains at night, she's got rats in the shower. It's a really humble lifestyle. Um, and to that point, despite all of this, where you could easily judge someone and saying, oh, they're like, you know, come from a third world country. They just don't get it. They're not all there, whatever you want to say. But at the same time, I don't know if we've ever seen anyone show as much emotional intelligence and as much strength in her conviction as this character, this person has shown. And I couldn't be more proud to be like, Rose, you kick butt. You're awesome than what we saw today. Um, what do you think about that, mom? I think she had the most self-worth dignity respect about her she's a role model for ladies old young not even just ladies anybody in a relationship men anybody uh, this is what you know we all live for in this show and i think she just nailed it and i think it was kind of sad too when she said you know, I left Prince for this, like the realization that he really didn't want to spend time, Big Ed, with her son, which would have made more sense to get to know him as well, to take him on a trip. What a perfect opportunity. And she just said, I'm not wasting any more time. She mentioned, you know, my family, maybe they're going to be a little disappointed because maybe, you know, families sometimes think that might be kind of our ticket, you know, out of this poverty, but she was not having it. I think somebody, anybody would grab her up. She is awesome, you know, on a scale one to ten. Totally agree. And I think like like you said, you really touched on it with, with her. Like the first regret was, oh, I could be spending this time with my son. So here she is. She's literally on a plane for the first time in her life. She's in this like really luxurious, you know, hotel resort vacation. She could be enjoying the wine, being wine and dine, the fancy beach, the fancy pool, the fancy meals. But she's really not about that. She really is a family person and she's sticking to her guns. And she's she like you know, she's done something we've seen no other, so many cast members fail to do when there is bad relationships, when things are not working out and you say, you wish you could just shake, shake someone and say, Hey, it's only going to get worse from here. Just walk away. But they don't do it. How many times do they come crawling back to each other? Do they have more flesh? Do they just end up getting together again? But Rose is like, you know, I'm, I'm calling it out. This is it. This is my line in the sand. 
and she all of a sudden for someone who's never even flew before she was knew enough to like reschedule her flight pack away herself and she really i think shocked as she showed him what's up um which was yeah, more was power really to her. when he came to that hotel he was really shocked i didn't think he expected that i do want to say i did hear him on another podcast um and he i don't think he's that bad of a person I think he even admitted that he didn't handle things right. Things didn't come out right. He didn't present himself right. Things that he wanted to say. So, you know, I, I, I don't think he's evil or mean. It just, she, she, she's not the right person for him. And he's definitely not her knight in shining armor. And she deserves that. And she deserves somebody that she can have a family with. And I don't think she's going to have any trouble after this and good for her to fly alone i mean she was scared to death on the first flight and in awe and amazement and she's you know ready to turn in that ticket and change the time and get home to prince yeah um and i you know i might disagree with you a little bit here i think i agree with a lot of what you're saying but as far as ed you know just you know not being the worst guy or being misunderstood i don't think he's like this evil villain but i do think that you know he really just was being very selfish and wanted things his way and when he talked to her and he had so much time to say like, hey, I don't want any kids. That's a non-negotiable for me. He refused to say that because he wanted to what, like trick her into compromising what her, she wants in her life or just suck her into getting what he wanted. So it's where and then he even responded he's like, look, I'm 50 something years old. I don't want kids right now. But yet he she he also understand that that is her non-negotiable. You might not want kids, but I do. And so she knew like this is not going to work, whereas he failed to realize that. So. Again, this is a guy from San Diego. He's grown up in America. He's relatively, you know, well off, you could say, um, relatively. But and when you compare the two, like, you know, it's a totally different comparison when you look at, like, emotional intelligence and who's well off more emotionally. And that's another thing with Big Ed is he can tell himself, and you could think from the beginning of the show when you meet him, oh, this poor guy, he hasn't been with someone or he's alone because maybe the way he looks or how short he is or whatever it is. But no, here you see that it was not his physical attraction that prevented him from finding love. It was his selfishness and in, in the way he was handling the situation. So hopefully that is a lesson for him that he can grow from. I think as an audience member, we were able to see things totally flip where he's going with the mindset, I'm going to see if Rose is good enough for me. And then we see him begging, you know, they're actually, I don't even think he got to the part about begging. He seemed in utter shock that she was leaving him. And he wanted to go to her hotel room and maybe do some type of, uh, you know, trying to win her back. But she was long gone. So we'll have to see what happens next week. But it definitely was a flip situation where she was testing him to see if he was good enough for her, not the other way around. Yeah. And I love the way she like called him out. Like she had like, the, she had the receipts, right? She had the list like, you did this, you did this, you did this. And then this, and this was the last draw and we're done. She was like a lawyer reading through like his charges or whatever it was. And uh, I think for me and maybe a lot of people at home it was refreshing to see. And, uh, you know, she, I definitely became a bigger fan of Rose. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, I'm excited to see where she goes, but she clearly has a good head on her shoulders. So, um, all right. I think, I think we're, are we wrapped with this story? Is there anything else you want to add mom about no, uh, Rose think- and this week? I think just to end with them, we've seen so much of the guy or the girl. They could have one fight after the other, and they're not giving up that ticket for anything. They're getting that green card, and this is the case. That's a great point. You know, even for future couples, that integrity might win out. 
Yeah, no, I think that's that's a really good point. So, um, you know, kind of flipping the script a little bit and moving on to another couple this week. Why don't we jump into uh, Stephanie and Erica down in Australia? So, um, you know, last week we had the big episode where uh, Erica came out to her parents. This is these jovial Australian parents that were, you know, handled it really well. It was kind of a lighthearted, a positive scene, a good step in their relationship. And this week it's Stephanie's turn now to come out to her mom. Um, and of course, that doesn't go the way we expected it to or the way we thought it would go. Um, and why don't you jump in there and, and let well, us know? Well, I guess based from last week, they, it, we saw some advertisements that she was telling her mother, and her mother was quite shocked, but turned out she didn't have the nerve, and she's just telling her mother that she went swimming with sharks. So I'm just wondering what kind of a person is her mother? You know, she says her mother's conservative, and she says that she's not going to handle it while she's petrified that the mother is going to really, I don't know, be really nasty or get so upset. So I'm thinking how the heck would Erica come with her to New York or follow her with a family that doesn't accept her or doesn't even know that part. It's just that that doesn't make sense to me that she would want Erica to give up that wonderful life that she has when she's clearly still in the closet, if she really is, you know, it's debatable, this social blogger, if she really is. Um, one thing I wanted to say, we'll, we can get a little bit into their argument. They had an argument when it came out that mm -hmm. Erica had a off and on relationship with another girl for 10 years and yeah. Steph was very upset because she didn't know about it. And I thought in front of the camera, they really get violent and to break a glass or um, she broke something, some type of porcelain that wasn't even her own property. It was the Airbnb. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I was wondering what she would do when the camera wasn't rolling. So to me, she's there's that's a huge red flag. I think yeah. I, I can understand her being a little bit upset. Maybe she didn't know about that relationship. Maybe she felt she should have, but because of her reaction, no matter what, she is going to be totally in the wrong um yeah and i think well there's a lot to unpack there first of all i still think and what we've talked about before is that we don't feel that stephanie is very genuine and being on this show i think she you know we know she's like a, a youtuber she's a she's a video blogger um for a job outside of 90 day fiance and she has this whole story like oh it's the first lesbian couple on the show it's you know i have this health illness going on but it seems like it's all just like things she's writing to tell the story for 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 likes. Because I don't know, you don't see the affection either. You don't see them kissing. You don't really see them holding hands. You don't feel like, you know, it's there. Um, and it's I really don't feel like she's in this for the right reason. I know I think a lot of people probably agree with that. But then outside of that, even when she like yeah, when she throws this this stuff on the ground, is this her just trying to make a scene for a captivating episode, or is this her really? I think in some ways gaslighting in a way. I think you have poor Erica who's being vulnerable and who's expressing herself and saying you know this is a story that's very hard for me to share and instead of Stephanie being there for her and supporting her she says how can I turn this around and and make you know Erica the bad guy well let me just get more mad and I think you see this in some people when they feel like they have nothing no way to react they don't have a lot of emotional kind of unlike Rose actually very much unlike Rose they don't have a lot of emotional intelligence or awareness to, to react in a proper way they will just get angry and explode and because they're up against the corner uh, and I think we saw that whether it was real or not with, with Stephanie. So um, what do you think is, is in the future then for, for Erica, for Stephanie, what should be happening? I, mean, I really seriously hope that Erica doesn't give up that wonderful, happy life for parents to join Stephanie in New York. I don't think Stephanie brings anything to the table. 
um, you know, and I'm a social worker, I should be sympathetic of her medical issues for crying out loud, but I don't <laughs> see how this just the whole medical part, maybe that's what she wanted to be captivating. And it, it, nobody's really going there. You know, it's mentioned a few times, but that's not at all a part of the story that is just totally kind of glossed over. So I'm just hoping, you know, you, they show next week that I guess maybe Stephanie is trying to woo Erica back or, you know, before she leaves, but I really am hoping that we see a lot more of Erica, but just not with Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I think Erica's awesome. She's this bubbly, colorful character. I don't think she needs Stephanie in her life, so we'll see We'll see how that goes. But I completely agree. Um, yeah, and then what do you think about, like, you know, it's hard for us to say what are, like, I think Erica admits, like, can you get mad? Can you not get mad? When everyone wants to come out to their parents or something like that, it's a very personal journey, and there's no, like, right way to do it. Um, but it's funny how, like, you know, they had this pack, like you come out, then I come out. And so Stephanie's right there, you know, holding Erica's hand as she comes out to her parents. And then it's Stephanie's turn. And of course, like, oh, surprise, she's not going to do it. Um, like Erica kind of got the short end of the stick there, you know, what do you think about that? She's constantly getting the short end of the stick and she's, um, it's just not a fair relationship. And I think Erica really put herself out for these couple weeks, wined and dined. Stephanie, and she's not getting much yeah, back. True. Really put. Yeah, what did you say out. the last, last time? It was like the the Grand Australian tour. She's had she's seen it all. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that. she's seen the best places there is, and you know, Erica's just totally given up her her life for these weeks that she's mm -hmm. she's just yeah, not doing anything in return. And I think her friends were. I think Erica's friends all saw that. Yeah. Okay, so moving on now to, let's stick in, stay in Australia and move into Ash and Avery. There's definitely also a lot going on this week with them. Um, let's see, so as a recap, like this week was the big week where uh, Ash or Avery is finally going to meet Ash's son and Ash's ex-wife, which would be a really telling you know, moment for them in their relationship. But of course, even before that, coming in from last week, they were, they're arguing there's a lot going on. It's not the best time to, to, to have this meeting, but what are you going to do? Um, what are your thoughts there, Mom? Well, it's dragging on and on from the fight, from the failed seminar. We, we leave the next episode, they're still at it. Um, so, and it shows you, she still, you know, he does call her heartless, which she is upset about that. But I have to say, I still don't see the support, you know, for his, his could be ruined career. Um, he, he feels really down and she's still pounding at him so i don't know if it's good to call anybody heartless or name calling but i can kind of see his point that he's just not getting the support from her but he's taking it kind of dramatically and he's leaving and, you know and she has to right away um if he doesn't get what what he wants from her and it's just very dramatic yeah well i think i mean i see his perspective too like obviously no one is perfect in this situation especially but I see his point that like he really did need support after that after that like disaster of a seminar, and instead she was just making things worse and worse. And then so I think he is just his way. Like what else can he say? He saw a woman who just didn't get it, didn't get where he was coming from. So he like he did call her heartless, which isn't the nicest thing to say. But I think it's just his way of saying like this is how I feel you're being. Like I feel like I need you, and you're being heartless to me. And this is I think this is like a key moment. This is like classic to me gaslighting one on one where instead of saying like, okay, I hear you, 
let's talk about this. Let's talk about why you feel that way. That's not my intent. Instead, she's realizing, oh man, I'm hurting this guy. Well, what I could do is now you just call me heartless. Instead of acknowledging your pain, I'm going to flip it. And now you just give me a new reason to be mad. Now I'm going to get mad at you for calling me heartless. And now I'm still a good guy and you're even worse of a guy. Um, and that's just not healthy for a relationship. That's toxic. And I think it's just, you know, you're seeing the signs already on the wall. Um, so, so yeah, then they, you know, whatever it is, they go down to the, to the, meet the ex-wife, Sian and, and his son Taj, staying in different hotels and all that. Um, but what do you think of that meeting, mom? Well, first of all, what heck are they going down to meet Zian and his son Todd looking <laughs> like that? It's just like we're talking about. You know, they're just going to continue no matter what. Why would he even take her to meet his son and his ex-wife when he says clearly that he hasn't brought anybody to meet them and they're fighting, they're, they can't even stay together in the same room. So I really don't see the point. So it seems like it's just, again, we're just going to continue. We got to see this through. We got to get this engagement. We got to, for whatever reason, you know, toward the holy grail green card or something, because I don't think a normal couple would have bothered to take somebody. Yeah. Know? And I think, but even like, it just shows if you, as much as we want to say, these are just crazy 90 day fiance couples. And it really puts more of a light onto like, I think how what really special was what Rose did. Cause even me, I've been in relationships. I think we've all kind of experienced things where when you know something's not right, you see like, Oh, but we've been together for eight months already. Or we've been together for a year already. all this time. So you just kind of like stick it out. Cause you don't know how to pull away. And then before you know it, like that's your world, that's your life. And so that's what they're in. They're like, Oh, we are already in it. And I guess, Oh, we have this time crunch. So we have to move artificially and speed it up and all this stuff. Cause you're going to fly away. So it's just like not, you know, it's a lot of a combination of things that aren't fully working. Um, but super cute to see to see Taj. He's a, a cool little dude. He's adorable right? little peanut. Cute. <laughs> and then uh, what did you think of, of the meeting with Sion? And, and so that was, and what was really strange to me was two things. I would have been, Avery, I would have been shocked too. He didn't mention that they just got divorced a year ago. I mean, that was hilarious you know and all this time she you know it's kind of a play on words he said they were separated she said it wasn't 10 years I think Ash had said 10 years and it didn't make sense because little boys just 10 years so it was several years ago they've been separated but they just got divorced to me that was an important uh, factor to you know elaborate on with Avery so I could see her shock and then thing really was I'm not surprised, but I'm wondering about Ash's integrity and if he does tell the truth, because I didn't see how a mother was just going to let her only child go and go across the world. And sure enough, this mother, Jian, has no intention, right, Dylan, of taking yeah. him. So yeah, what, so that's the thing. There's. It, it is really, it shows that he's had some like, you know, what did he just want to get on the show to to get more followers? Was he just lying to see again to pull, pull an Ed and hope it works out? Um, but a couple of things. One, it was almost like a comedy, like a sketch when when they build this whole relationship up like, oh yeah, we're in a really good place. This is my ex-wife from a very long time ago. And then like she's like, oh, when did you guys split up? And she's like, oh yeah, we got divorced a year ago. And you're like, wait, what? So yeah. obviously, you know, she did say that they've been separated for longer, not that, you know, the divorce was different than the separation, but still like that was a pretty funny uh, scene so when you hear that. A year um, ago. And I thought I didn't hear yeah. right. I thought yeah, maybe I down. And, yeah. and it's like, hey, I know Australia is in a different part of the world. Maybe they do things a little bit differently than us, but that seemed like it was, you know, everything was moving way too fast for that to be a year. Yeah. Um, 
And then Jiat said, maybe you should, you know, maybe you should be the one to move or, and it just, or, you know, or just be visiting each other. And Avery was like, I, I think she knew it all along. And she's, she, one thing you have to be team Avery on this. She doesn't want to be responsible for breaking up a, a, a bond between a father and a son. You know, she doesn't. That's want a good to, point. Yeah. And as she's a parent herself, she well. sees that. She's a parent, that's right. A good point. So, and that's why she um, wanted to meet her so bad. And, it was just, I think, another shock. So I'm just wondering about Ash's integrity. I really am because this, why would he, he said several times that Gian was okay with him taking little pot. And then the, the other thing is, was about this reveal that she's not okay with like, you know, Taj moving. So first of all, it seems like she has majority custody of Taj. So what a weird scenario where he, you know, doesn't have full custody and then all of a sudden he's going to take him away from her and then on the other side, it really shows you that not only was she not okay with it, but she wasn't even okay with Taj's father going away, even if it was just Ash going away. And she said, even that would be hard because I don't think he should, he's at an age where he should lose his father for, for like long periods of the time. So it was like, couldn't be more of the opposite of what, like you said, what Ash had been, had been sharing. So, so that was revealing for sure. And I don't know, like, you know, you, this is the thing where you like, you hope they have some sanity to say, okay, look. It's just not on the cards. There's too many things working against us. Um, but we'll see what happens, I guess, next next week with this couple. Yeah. Um, before we before we move on, do you have anything else uh, to share with these two? What are your, what are our thoughts on on closing this out? Well, I think Avery, just like you mentioned, she's got two little kids, and I think if Ash did come the whole time, she would be feeling sorry that he left his son behind. So, you know, I I, I don't see how this would work. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so we started this podcast episode off with, you know, I think one of the, the strongest, most empowering moments that we've seen on this show. And now I think we, we need to end this this episode with perhaps one of the, the biggest surprises that we've seen on this well, show. Actually, yeah, there's um, two more couples left, but that was, you're talking about Lana and David, what a huge, huge, oh, yeah. huge surprise. Oh yeah, I forgot I'm skipping one, I'm sorry. So yeah, yeah let's jump into, let's jump into that. So yeah, for Lana and David, um, what, what a huge, huge surprise. I'm I glad it happened. Like they, mm-hmm. I was going to say, I yeah. almost feel like they had to dig Lana out of under a rock. <laughs> I know. I think they had their own private investigator. So much. Yeah. I think they had to get her out of that hockey game or whatever she was doing <laughs> and bring her. Cause obviously she was too busy once again to meet him, but it, mm-hmm. I don't know. The, the he was amazing that private detective oh my god he was like from the gulag the russian gulag or something mm-hmm. he did not crack a smile I, he was so serious like a rock yeah absolutely he he is a character and then also you had this translator because of course the the brush the the ukrainian private detective investigator doesn't speak a word of english he's kept his cool the whole time so you have this this translator that david has to hire and she's a sweet you know innocent woman who poor thing she's thrown into the middle of this and she's trying to translate wonder like how crazy is this story so you kind of feel for her too um and then even when when david fires the guy and he's like you sir are fired and she has to translate that <laughs> how funny was that to have to translate yeah that was so funny and um, what was he fired oh, because he's telling the truth he's you know he yeah. asked He's complaining. He says she's too busy. This town's odd. She's got to play. She'll be at hockey games. So he complains. And if anybody commiserates with him or seeks the truth, you know, finds the truth, which is what he paid them for, he gets all upset. It's just crazy. Yeah. Feels so delusional. And, and this, he said it himself. He, the private detective said, like, you know, in my line of work, 
This happens a lot because people will pay him to find the truth and then they get upset when they don't like the truth that, you know, that is discovered, when they don't like what they hear or find out. So it's interesting. He said, this is weird. He said, this is a really weird <laughs> situation. He was yeah. so serious and he, so he, he was hysterical. And I think one other thing about this is um, that, you know, I, you almost like, I feel like they had to have this pull Lana out of thin air somewhere because, you know, it was already kind of uncomfortable seeing him go through this. You're watching like a delusional man, like just go through like mm-hmm. an unhealthy addiction basically. And then when you see him in the, in the beginning of the episode going to Ukraine again, and you say, how is TLC endorsing this? How are they enabling this? This is not healthy. Like, you know, someone has to do something. And it was, you may almost maybe uncomfortable to watch this. So I'm glad, like, I feel like they knew they were only going to be a part of this if they knew they could actually produce Lana somehow, some way. Um, totally. I don't know if it's like a payment they're offering her or what, but I think it makes for good TV. So I'm not going to complain that they had somehow this catfish turn into a, a regular fish for yeah. now, whatever you want to call it. I think um, everybody was just so, like you said, uncomfortable, fell down. That was like the saddest, saddest sto- sob story to see him go back. But I wonder how much money this guy has. Like, what does he do? <laughs> he can fly, I mean, even short notice and come back, go again. What? I, I, he's. He's got some money, some some nest egg somewhere that he's. But tapped. that's that's the sad part is you know hopefully that's the case. But sometimes when you have an addiction, whether it's drugs or gambling or even something mm-hmm. like this, it doesn't always mean you have the money. It means you're you know you're taken out of retirement or four hundred one k or whatever it is or remortgaging to make it work. So hopefully that's the case. But although it could just be a, you know the signs of a desperate man. Um, but then, yeah, I don't know what happens. What do you think? We where do we go with Lana now? Do they blossom into like a loving, you know, Romeo and Juliet relationship and live happily ever after? Or what do you see? I think she'll end up back in her hockey game. I just think they play <laughs> forever for yeah. just a really short, just to like you oh, said, to man. appease that. Yeah, yeah, I don't, and yeah, That's maybe so they're gonna have funny. a couple snuggles. They go. Hugs. F- they go for coffee. They have like one coffee date. It's really awkward. And they're like, all right, well, see you later. And go ends and with an awkward hug, never to be seen again. The love of his life and a oh, girlfriend. Oh my God. Won't be able to take much more. Yeah. Well, hopefully he gets the closure out of this that he needs, whichever way it comes. Um, and yeah, I mean, at least for one thing, I'm just, I think it's exciting that we can see her. So that that's entertaining. Um, yeah. The fact that she's real and not even just like a computer generated image is, is a surprise enough. Um, but okay, so I think that's an, at a very interesting place. And you're right, earlier I did speak, we do have one couple, and it was also a very interesting episode for them to dive into, is uh, Varya and Jeffrey. So quick recap, last episode, it ended in this cliffhanger. They had a great time bonding together in nature. Jeffrey gets down on one knee and proposes to Lana. I mean, sorry, proposes to Varya. Um, and Varya hesitates, and then we catch in, jump into this episode, and she actually says no. She doesn't say, no, I don't want to be with you. She says, it's too soon. I'm not ready yet. Uh, all right, take it away, Mom. What do you got? Well, so first of all, she's another character. She's not desperate. She's a radio personality in Russia. So she actually, you know, she wants to take her time. Maybe the red flags about his past. And I know I was kind of thought that it was a little bit of overreaction. It was something when he was young and it was some minor drug um, use. And, you know, he deserves to have that put in the past. So I, I was kind of hoping that it would go well. Um, but two things. One, I know we, we don't, we haven't yet brought up tea, like spilling secrets that we've heard <laughs> through social media. Yeah, wait, this, so, so for the uninformed, what is tea exactly? I guess it's just some, some rumors, some things that it 
actually even been substantiated. So I'm never going to bring up tea unless it's kind of true, that we know it's true. So and the reason I know what people are saying about Jeffrey's true, because he was uninvited to the tell-all. He was not on the tell-all. And one of the reasons is apparently his past is not just, you know, teenage or young adult drug use or drug selling. He has a lot of violence in him, a lot of a few ex-wives, several children, and it was restraining orders. And I don't think he's that good of a guy. Now I'm saying maybe he does have wow. kind of mean eyes or something, but <laughs> yeah. she Googled him when she... When this all went down, because yeah, that's what uh, I don't mean to interrupt. I was going to say that's one thing where we were wondering, like, is she taking this a little too far? Like, why is she reacting in such a way? This was like twenty years ago, fifteen years ago. He's fine now, um, but maybe you know she had more information about this than than we were given as a viewer. So that's interesting. Yeah, and, and I also did like it was ridiculous. What was this all or nothing? They were she she he was there three weeks. And he proposes and she just says, you know what? I want to take some time. You know, you can come back again. And he was not having, he was, he got very upset and he said, nope, that's it. You tell me now um, you're, you're accepting or not. And he actually got kind of mean about it. Um, you know, they were in the car to the airport and she said, you know, that's a bar. We can go again to a bar. That's a bar over there. And he said, why would I come back? He said it very yeah. condescending. It was, it was, I don't know. I, I felt very uncomfortable. You know, she doesn't know it. And this is, this should be the world world in some ways. You know, why does, why does it always have to end an engagement in just a couple of weeks? Yeah, I know. I think like it's confusing because he says on the one hand, he's willing to get down on one knee and propose and say, you're my soulmate. I want to be with you for the rest of my life. But that's all, like you said, all or nothing. He, he says that, but then, well, hold on, if you really care about me, so maybe we don't have to get married today, but if you're the person you want to be with forever, so what's another visit? What's, a, you know, continuing this? Exactly. We've only known each other in person for three weeks, which I think is the reasonable thing for her to, to, to view to, for her to have. And like you said, so when, when she says, like, they're in the car and she says, oh, we can go to this bar sometime, and he says, why would I come back here? It's like, what? You know, that's really cool. That hurts yeah, me. Yeah, it was very Because cold. you love me, you know? What did she say? Like, because you want to be with me? You care about me? And I think a part of it, you know, if I had to play like armchair therapist is that he, maybe his pride is so hurt and he feels just so rejected that that's where that's coming from, at least giving him the benefit of the doubt. I think that's where it's coming from, that he's just like a wounded puppy and he he's insecure now and he's hurt and he can't really like see things clearly. Um, but then, yeah, you had this moment at the airport where it's like a movie airport, the scene yeah, where it was so clean and pure. And she says, you know, you know what? After they, they split, she's like, I'm not going to let him go because I care about him. And this is crazy. Running, he, she run runs in. Arms. Yeah, it was oh. great. And then he just, he stonewalls her. He says, nope, not happening. He was not having her. He was, there was no warmth. No, you know what? I can't let you go either. It was just, it was very awkward as a viewer. I felt such coldness. And then I think getting back to the trips, we, we saw um, last year's Michael was quite wealthy businessman with Juliana in Brazil. They, they had several trips to get to know each other. That was kind of not the norm. These other ones, last year, Robert and Annie, you know, went for a cruise um, in eight hours. He took a cruise. He had an eight-hour layover in Dominican Republic, and that's when he proposed. But these and these these couples, I think, you know, I don't know Jeffrey's finances, but some, I'm, I think that they must jump through hoops. It could be all their savings just to get to that foreign country. So that's why it's like, 
they're, they're they oh, I think that's a good point that's they can't come back you know they did everything yeah. they to to get there and what you know to, it's kind of foreign to them if they're going to come back again and, and visit again like a normal couple would you know yeah. couple states long distance relationship I mean, I, I agree, but I still think like, you know, he's worried about, about finding out this Russian girl that just wants to like, you know, marry him for a green card. And is that all she's thinking about? But then, you know, that's, if that's who you're worried about, that the girl that says yes right away, that's who that is. She's a real exactly. person. That's the person you actually want. Right. And then still right. he, he doesn't, he's like, oh no, I need it all or nothing. So who knows? Uh, yeah. I don't know if we'll, we'll find an ending to this. Cause like you said, he wasn't invited to the tell all apparently, but uh, you know, Again, she, I think she might have dodged. I think she might have dodged the bullet. Yeah, know? I would say so. It's funny yeah, how, yeah. as this goes, you kind of don't know what to make of these characters and who's going to turn out to be like one or the other. But I think uh-huh. we've slowly started. We, I think Jeffrey started out as a sympathetic character, and Varya totally. we weren't so sure about. And I think it's right. flipped a bit. And now I think we're really, you know, we're really, you know, Team Varya. And I think we're obviously getting to learn some things we don't like about Jeffrey. So yeah, he, he didn't. He, he has cold eyes too. <laughs> He was, he was yeah. a little scary there, you know, at the end. That's he fair. just kind of, his yeah. whole personality kind of changed. I hope that maybe that was his true colors, but that was, you um, know, he, yeah. and then he was radiating. So, all right, I know we, we missed out on some some characters this week, didn't make this episode. I think it was fitting because there was a lot to pack in for, for these these couples, so it was good that we were able to just focus on them. Um, I don't, you know, know what we'll have to hear about the Williams, and I don't I don't expect we'll have a, a surprise visit from him like we had. Yeah, maybe one while. more. I think it'll go another day where they're doing some more stock photos, and that's being dragged on. Unless TLC is going to work on us, maybe they're yeah. going to. Another, you know, surprise. I'd really be surprised with that one. It's like, oh yeah, I'm just, I happen to be a stock photo model. What's the big deal? Um, (laughs) So I I think we also, you know, we'll we'll hear from uh, Usman. Baby Love, yeah. Yeah, so we'll get to the next one. Baby Love, he's such a funny character. (laughs) Speak for yourself. I was glad to take the break. Um, But okay, so before we wrap up, so you're uh, Cringe of the Week. You know, as we always do every week, who would you say you're either a moment or a character or a couple? What was your cringe scene of the week? I'd say, oh boy, I'd say it's a tie between both reactions of Jeffrey um, and more so Erica. I, I'm not happy at all about that place and vandalism. And, uh, you know, I'm so glad the cameras were there because she seems unhinged. So she's, she's <laughs> my cringe even over Jeffrey. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Who's my cringe of the week over Stephanie? Right. Let me think. I would probably say, hmm, my cringe of the week. Yeah, I think I, I'd say Jeffrey because uh, you know you have that scene where Faria is this like romantic person coming into the airport and she's right there and she wants to hug him. Complete Stonewall. I think that was pretty cringe. So very cool. I'd say I him. And then as far as a cheer of the week. Um, yeah, I love I'm, I love that right. private detective, private detective <laughs> with his stonewall yeah. face, and and you're probably going to say the translator because you thought she was cute and sweet. So, right? <laughs> yeah. How did you know exactly? I think the translator. I know you're. Well, okay. Well, I'd say no. I mean, I would probably still say Rose because I like think she really like knocked out of the park this week. I was so impressed by her. I think Rose for sure. But also, I do have a soft spot for that that poor translator getting thrown in the middle of all this into. nonsense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but, I think okay, we're gonna so, have more people tuning into the show because they want to see Lana. Yeah, it's true. That's interesting. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully, next week that that kind of pays off in a big way. Um, but I think that's our show this week. So thank you so much, Mom. First of all, for on this Mother's Day thank week to, you, to Dylan. come in and spend time you. with me. 
And thank you to fun. our listeners for tuning in. So, all right. I'm Dylan. I'm Alana. We'll see you next week.